when I got to the height of my desire to end my life is when I felt like the whole idea of Christ saving me on the cross, God brought that to me up close and personal. He met me where I was at that moment and saved me at that moment. I just don't believe that we were saved to stumble our way through life this side of heaven. I believe that we should respond to his saving grace with a life that glorifies him in every way, both the spiritual and the practical. So, why are you doing this? Why am I doing this? Um, I think it sucks to be sick. I think that's why I'm doing it. Uh, even now, like I just came over, got over a cold, um, sore throat. And it's like, man, every time I get a sore throat, I'm just like, dang, man. I forget how much I take it for granted to feel good. You know, when my throat's not killing me. And I'm, every time I eat something, it's like, you know, freaking my throat's being stabbed or something like that like it's just it's a it's it sucks to have ailments it sucks to feel like life is being um sucked out of you you know what i mean it sucks to be sick and i think that with my past experiences and i'm not just talking about a physical health but you know mentally spiritually emotionally it sucks to be sick, you know, and it feels good to know when you are on the right path to health. You just experience life so differently. Um, so for me, I mean, with the things that I've been through, it's just kind of like compelled me to be an advocate for for health, you know. So that's why I'm doing this, because I care about health um, in the lives of people. And I believe that God cares about health. Um, that, that extends on outside of, I don't even want to say outside of, but, but on top of the foundation of spiritual health, because I feel like there's certain aspects of health that should take precedence in our lives. You know, you have a spiritual aspect of your life, mental, physical, um, relational. There's so many aspects of health because human beings are comprised and made up of different parts. But with that being said, they all work together and they all need to work as one. Um, so I would say that even as a Christian, I'm not just talking about our spiritual health, although I believe that with a pursuit to sound spiritual health comes an awareness and a pursuit to better physical health, a pursuit to better, um, I guess, mental health, better relational health, if that makes sense. So with all that being said, why is health so important to you? Why is it so important? Um, I think it's so important because it's something that 
in this world, this side of heaven, we need to fight for. Like, health, good health does not come natural this side of heaven. We're born into a broken world full of broken people. I think it's fair to say that we are all broken people, um, which is why I believe that we all need a savior, uh, my savior being Christ. So brokenness is, is, is counterintuitive to a life um, that I think God has called us to. I think our actions, biblically speaking, you know, brought about this brokenness that we experience today, but I don't think it means that we settle for the suffering that we often bring on ourselves. And a lot of times it's because of ignorance. I do believe that there is a degree of health that we can pursue this side of heaven. And as a byproduct of that pursuit, we experience a better life this side of heaven. Ultimately, my hope is that is 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 when this world passes away, right? You no, know? and God calls us home, and there's a new heaven and a new earth that's been created, right? That's my ultimate hope: being saved by a Savior. In all senses of of that phrase, but right now it's like one of the hardest things to do is like look at people and kind of watch them suffer for nothing right just suffering in vain something that um my one of my pastors said to me about five years ago when i was going through a very challenging season in my life one of the lowest points of my life and he painted a picture which kind of helped me understand the difference between suffering in vain and suffering well right and at that time, I didn't want to hear anything about suffering. Suffering was the last thing that I wanted to hear because that's all I was experiencing in my life at that time was just pure suffering. Uh, but as you grow and mature, you realize that suffering is not something that ever goes away. Like to achieve anything beneficial, you have to suffer. The gym, you got to work hard. You got to experience pain. You got to tear your muscles. You have to watch what you eat. And you got to do this process over and over every single day in order to get beneficial results, right? So, but that's an example of suffering well. It's, 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 it's calculated, it's intentional, and it's to the pursuit of a better health physically, right? Um, so with that being said, like, health matters to me, man, because I know what it's like to live a life where my health overall was just lacking you know um i think one of the cultural issues in society today is that we paint this picture of health um that is just not true right so you have some people that see health as um financial stability they see health as wealth right and that is the message that they preach health is wealth you see some people that see health as just being physically fit and eating the right foods right you see some people 
as health being like Christian in a church, sound theology, um, knowing how to interpret God's word, you know, knowing how to articulate God's word and, you know, praying multiple times a day, constantly reading their Bible. And to them, that is the epitome of what health is, right? Um, but if you just look at the way that God has designed us, if you look at the ways in which the medical field has failed us, right? They look at health as something that's compartmentalized, whereas God didn't create us in a compartmentalized way. You know what I'm saying? What do I mean by that? If you have heart issues, eventually it's going to begin to affect your limbs in the way that you walk, right? It's not just going to affect the heart. It's going to affect your legs. It's going to affect your extremities, your arms, your fingers, and the way that they move. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have great finances and you know how to create wealth, you've mastered that. Money is not an issue. But in the process, you sacrifice relationships. You cut corners. You stepped on other people to get it, right? You're going to be lacking in values, in character. So your relational health is going to be affected because of the sacrifices that you made or the unhealthy sacrifices you made in order to achieve this quote-unquote financial health. So it just tells you that it's like you can't, you can't overemphasize one particular area of health and think that it's not going to bleed over into all of the other areas of the human makeup that require health, right? Like you can't neglect certain parts of your life. Uh, because ultimately you're going to just become a healthy being, right? There, there's something that, that, um, I heard in church the other day, and that is like a half truth is a whole lie, right? Like a half truth is a whole lie. And it's the same thing with your health. Like when you think that I can get by in this life by overemphasizing just one particular aspect of my life and saying, I'm going to be healthy in this area. And not treat it as your treat your health as something that is holistic. The whole thing is a lie. The whole thing is a lie. You know, um, and I and I've experienced that personally. You know that that was a, a a personal realization by the grace of God that that I had to come to man. Like I had to look in the mirror one day and just realize like. There's a lot of things I don't understand. There's a lot of things that I'm, I'm I'm getting wrong, you know. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we we succumb by our environment, like our understanding of what health is, or our ignorance of health. I mean, so many people don't even think about health. Like they don't think about health until they're on their deathbed. They don't think about health until I mean their their life has just utterly shattered. And at that moment, it's like, what's the importance of health? What does this even What does this even mean? You know. Um, and oftentimes we grow up in an environment where, where there isn't a emphasis on holistic health, right? So we, we suffer, you know, but thank God, like he'll take that, that, that suffering and use it to open your eyes to go on that path of what health looks like today in your life, practically, you know? Um, 
So yeah, man, like hopefully that, that answered the question why health is important to me. And I want to be an example. I want to be an example of, of what it looks like to pursue health as a Christian. Um, I want to paint the pictures of what it looks like to respond to the fact that you've been saved in a way that looks like you pursue health. Not even looks like, but it is. It's, it's you know, because I believe for me, like going back to a very difficult season in my life. I mean, I, I was born in the church, right? So you could say technically, hey, you know, clearly this could be argued, but I was, I was saved from a young, young child. I believe in Jesus Christ. You know, he was the center of my life, at least to the degree that I understood it. But there was also a lot of unhealth um, that I learned regarding my relationship with Christ and who God even is. So I'm 28 years old. No, no let me stop. Like I'm 26, 25, 26 years old. And a lot of the things that I thought were just true or a lot of things that I grew up learning were the very things that was causing this degree of unhealth in my life. You know, next thing you know, my marriage is falling apart. My relationship with my father is falling apart. You know, um, we had a business fall apart. You know, like there was just a lot of things. Now I'm, you know, trying to figure out what it's going to look like to be a single dad. You know, where am I going to live now because we're selling the house? Like all these little things just kind of like falling apart. And that brought me to a place where it was like, it's not even worth giving my life to God if this is what it all ends up being. Like, it's just not worth it. Because I started counting all my acts of, of, of righteousness, you know? Um, and I got to a point where I was like, you know what, forget this. Like, God is not really something that I want right now in my life. Like, I want to I be about me and I want to please me, right? It's that lie, that lie that that culture just, man, puts out there that ultimate health is happiness, right? I want to do whatever's going to make me happy. And guess what? At that time in my life, happiness was being free of conviction. That was happiness for me. Freedom of conviction. I want to do what I want to do the way I want to do it because up until this point, doing things based on convictions, quote unquote, got me to this the darkest place in my life where I'm miserable. I don't got a wife anymore. You know what I'm saying? I lost half custody of my, my child, my daughter. You know, like I'm a grown man staying at my boy's house, miserable at my job. Just so many things, man. Horrible relationship with my father. And I decided to, to take the route of everybody else and say, you know what, I'm just going to go on a pursuit of happiness and just do whatever makes me happy. And it was in those moments where, like, I got to see the other side. It was in that season of my life where I got to see what it looks like to actually be my own God, to, to, to try to direct my own life, to please myself in spite of what I knew was right and wrong, to live a life of moral relativity where there, there is no right or wrong. Or at least I try to tell myself that. What's true for me is true for me. What's true for you is true for you. That was the life, that's the path that I attempted to go on and it brought me to a, a, a place of utter despair. First time in my life where I'm thinking about suicide. 
I was a very confident person, very confident person. A lot of people looked up to me. A lot of people respected me. And for the first time, I was this like insecure, weak man that looked at himself in a mirror and just like cried. I, I remember I was just crying so much. I know my hormones must have been so jacked up because I was just like, I felt like nothing. I felt like nothing. You know, I was out there doing what I wanted and I was ashamed of it. I was I wasn't even I wasn't I wasn't even really enjoying it. I was pretending like I was enjoying it and I was going home and I was like just in in this deep deep depression hating who I was and hating who I, I was continuing to become. And here's what's what's so fascinating is that in that season when I least deserved anything from God is where I began to experience an immense amount of grace and mercy. When I got to the height of my desire to end my life is when I felt like the whole idea of Christ saving me on the cross, God brought that to me up close and personal. He met me where I was at that moment and saved me at that moment. And it was that entire process of Christ showing me what it looked like in the ways, the many ways in which he has saved my soul, right? Because I was lost at that moment, at that, at that, in that season of my life. I was lost. I felt lost. I believed I was lost. I was at, in a hopeless, absolutely hopeless place with, with, and I was no use to anybody. And I've, I've never been that person. I've always been that person that when somebody needed me, they could pick up the phone. They can call me no matter what time it was. And I was going to sit on the phone with them and I was going to do my best to walk them through, pray with them, give some type of wise counsel. I was no use to my daughter because I was being utterly selfish. Any moment that I could drop her off to my mom's house and go out and try to hook up with girls or something like that, that's what I was doing. But in that season is where Christ made his saving grace most evident, something that I didn't fully like understand. And from there, from there, is where I began to truly question, all right, man, what does it look like to live a life of health? Because I was just, I, I, now I had gotten a full taste of, of, of unhealth, of sickness. Ultimately, like getting to a point where I just didn't want to live anymore. So it hit me at that moment. Like, Something I feel like sometimes we don't realize is the byproduct of being saved. Number one should be gratitude. But the, the way you flush out that gratitude, it should be a pursuit to health. For example, this body. I don't believe that this body is my own. I believe that Christ paid a price for me. And everything within paid a price for me. He gave his life for me when I should have been that person on the cross. So therefore, like just a response is, man, I want to take care of this body because it's been given to me. Undeserving, right? 
I can I can count. Well, I really couldn't even count the ways in which my f- physical life is such a gift because there are so many people out there that are a lot more limited than me in a physical way. So, so how do I consider the fact that Christ saved me? Not just what's written in the Bible, but he showed me ways in which he has saved me in my present life. How do I not respond with a desire to take care of this physical body? I've seen how Christ rescued me from mentally poor health, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, anger. So how do I not respond to that and say, man, what does it look like to treat a mental health like a gift? Because it is. And pursue health. I've seen the ways that God provided me in my finances. My ex-wife and our business fell through. And next thing you know, my, my, my older sister's helping me pay for groceries. And I'm figuring out how, what, what we're going to go back to work now because neither one of us was working. Quit our job. We're going to go back to work now. Where am I going to work? What am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and there were so many different people that stepped in during that time. Angel who gave me $5,000 to help pay off some of the debt that I accrued. And during that time, that was a lot of money to me, you know? So how do I not respond to that and see how God has provided for me and not take my financial awareness, the way I steward my money seriously, because I truly believe that there is a direct correlation to unhealth and the way we treat our finances. The Bible is very clear that finances solves many problems. And I think the statistics, even with divorce is what like 70 or 60% of divorces is due to finances. seen how God rescued me from an unhealthy relationship where there was so much poor relational health going on, not knowing how to communicate with one another, not knowing how to properly handle conflict. Our conflict resolution was horrible. Then he blesses me with a wife that is More controlled, has discipline, is strong in the areas that I'm weak regarding relationship. So what am I now going to take that for granted and not pursue health in a relational stance? I'm hoping y'all are getting my, my, my drift here. Like, our lives, this side of heaven, and, and every part of it that makes up, every part that makes up this life that I have, that you have, is not just for you. So to say, hey, I'm saved. Like, I know I'm going to heaven anyways. Who cares what I eat? Who cares what I eat? I just want to be happy. <laughs> Guys, that is, there is something not right with your spiritual walk. 
there's something not right with your relationship with Christ when you think that way. Knowing that there's implications that don't just affect you. But if you're married, it's going to affect your spouse. It's going to affect your children. And where's the gratitude? Where's the thankfulness? Where's the level of discipline that comes with being able to say, you know what? Although I want this, doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to entertain this or I'm going to eat this knowing that it's not healthy for me. And we all know how essential discipline is. So, yeah, this, this, this health thing is, for me personally, has been a response to the greater awareness of the ways in which God has saved me. And is continuously saving me, you know. Um, yeah, man. Health matters. Health matters. Health does matter. Um, there's a lot in what you said that just made me think, like you said, in terms of like what I've been blessed with, what I've been given, and like how do I respond to that? But like, is there like, because uh, for most people, it's kind of like, oh, uh, like, it's like a moment thing, you know, in terms of like, oh, like their responses in the moment. So like for you, like everything that you've gone through, everything that you like, what what is your motivation? What is your, uh, if you will, motive in terms of like responding on a daily? Yeah, so I, I think for me, for me, one of the things that has been um, has become a, a, a realization, I guess, in my life on this journey that I've been on to pursue health through the lens of, of, of Christ and Christianity um, is that health brings a greater sense of freedom. So it's something I fight for every day. Unhealth actually comes from bondage right so your inability to say no to things or to say no to self because self is craving something and i just don't mean food but self is craving something that is detrimental or or counterintuitive to you thriving this side of heaven thriving in your relationship with christ your inability to say no to something that is bondage and i want freedom so when I wake up every morning, the fact that I got, I have freedom and I can fight for freedom and I can pursue freedom, that is a, a major driving factor for me in my pursuit to health. Because I know that the, the more that I pursue health in a holistic manner, the more freedom I'm going to have. The challenge with that is that the world says something different. The world says when you do what you want, when you live the way you want, when you pursue this, this very obscure, convoluted idea of what happiness is, that's true freedom but man when you really think about that and you isolate yourself and it's just you and your thoughts and you think about that idea of happiness and just kind of giving in to all of your desires how does that leave you feeling where does that leave you in life you're miserable you're miserable you know what i'm saying like i know this because it's it's been it's been personal to me and i believe that god has given us 
freedom, freedom in him. So that, that, that is, that is apart from the fact that like, man, I'm, I'm full of gratitude. The fact that I've been saved, that freedom is a gift. And, and I want to continue to live in that to the best of my ability. And that's not to say, that's not to say that I don't ever succumb to seasons or moments of bondage where I'm giving in to whether it be just like unhealthy foods like sugars and I'm eating way more than I should. And I start to see the the repercussions in my energy levels, on my skin, just in, in, in so many different ways. You know, it. I'm, I'm going to have those seasons, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall short of, of that pursuit of, of freedom in that area. But thank God for the awareness. Thank God for the grace that he's given me to remind me and be patient. Like, hey, like you can live a better life than this. And remember that the life that you're living is not your own and it's not just for you. So if I were to add like a third tier to, to that motivation or that drive, it's the fact that I'm not just living for myself, but I'm living for other people that are watching me. And that extends beyond my son. It extends beyond my daughter. It extends beyond my wife. It's the people that look up to me in the church that I'm a part of. It's, it's, it's the people that look up to me in the organization, apartment life that I'm a part of when I'm hosting events with my wife people, the friendships that I make in, in, in the community that I live in, all of that, all of that is, is a driving factor to where like, I have to live a life where it's like, I'm pursuing that discipline for the sake of that freedom. And that freedom can come alive in a very practical way to other people because they're watching the way that, that I'm living, you know? Uh, so yeah, th those, those will be some of the driving factors for me regarding, um, health on a daily basis. My life is a gift. I'm not living for myself because it impacts other people. And there's a greater freedom. There's a greater freedom to, 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 to be experienced, even this side of heaven. But guys, this is just the beginning. I'm excited to, to, really unpack this this journey because I do see it as a journey. You know, I'm going on this journey with everyone else, this journey to pursue a greater sense of health, you know, through through the lens of Christ, through the one who the, through the one who sa who saved me. That that's that's the pinnacle of of this podcast. Um and I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of get raw with you guys and and, and use some of uh, the experiences that I've had in my life to hopefully plant a seed of hope in some of y'all that like, man, life could be so much richer than what it is in all contexts of the word. Life can be so much sweeter, even in the midst of all this brokenness. Um, and that's by the grace of God. That's by the grace of God. So I'll catch y'all in the next one.